Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help you find your authentic self in order to come from a confident decision-making place, an Akashic Records guide, Reiki master, and RTT therapist in the making. I'm a fellow seeker, and I've found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. We've been doing a little series here on the podcast all about the universal laws. And last week was a super fun one about sowing and reaping. One might think that this next law is just an extension of that, but it's a separate concept altogether because if you'll recall, the laws themselves are not necessarily traditional physics like a cause and effect that are totally measurable by science. Rather, they're more like principles that are based on a combination of science, spirit, and metaphysics They govern what happens all around us. They govern what happens to us and basically all of the universe. That's why they're called the universal laws. So we're going to talk today about the law of compensation, and it's not a direct result of what you sow because that's what you reap, right? So divine compensation is more of the spiritual blessings of abundance that the universe meets out as part of its higher intelligence. If you're an energy worker or a light worker, or if you've ever had Reiki done, you probably have heard the term spiritually guided life force energy, Reiki. Ki means the life force part and Rei means spiritually guided. The guidance actually comes from higher intelligence, universal intelligence. Some might say Father God, Creator, Heaven, or the source of all creation. There's other terms that are used in Reiki that um, the Japanese kanji can be translated from. Uh, if, as a Reiki master, I'm a teacher. That's all master means is I've reached the level to where I can teach it. Um, I'm not, by no means like a master of it, but I allow myself to become a conduit of the Reiki. But I'm so excited today to share with you the information about divine compensation and the implications of it so that you can quickly stop stressing out if you're in a place of life that feels stressful and like, oh my gosh, I've been sowing and I haven't been reaping and I don't know what to do. 
But this will help you kind of move into life with more ease, more relaxation, and more of that eternity mindset that I try to kind of weave into the podcast each episode a little bit. So in doing research on this universal law, I was really kind of guided mostly to the book by Marianne Williamson, and her book is basically named the same thing, the law of divine compensation. Um, And she states it beautifully. She says, as an expression of divine perfection, the universe is both self-organizing and self-correcting. To whatever extent your mind is aligned with love, you will receive divine compensation for any lack in your material existence. From spiritual substance will come material manifestation. This is not just a theory, it is a fact. It is a law by which the universe operates. I call it the law of divine compensation. So the law of divine compensation assures us that everything will be all right since the universe is set up to work for us. Or as Williamson later says in the book, think of the universe itself as a personal love note from God to you. We are challenged to believe that miracles do happen and what is lacking can become abundant. All it takes is a shift in perspective and a faith in positive outcomes. As a child of God, you are inwardly abundant. Miracles abound when you see yourself as God's gift to the world. Abundance and prosperity, according to Williamson, come to those with a pure heart and the attitude of gratitude. One might feel like all this is too good to be true. Like, okay, all I have to do is write in my gratitude journal and the universe is going to make actual physical deposits into my banking institution. Get real KP. Stop being so weird and reading all that mumbo jumbo. But according to mindbodygreen.com, the law of compensation relates closely to the law of attraction and the law of correspondence. You reap what you sow is the main takeaway with the law stating your efforts will always come back to you positively. If you are seeking something, you must contribute in some way towards your goal. So no sitting on the couch, just writing in your journal and hoping good things happen. You actually have to do something for it. To work with this law in a manner that attracts or compensates for love and support, for example... They suggest asking yourself, where am I being called to serve and support others today? So let's look at it for a moment. Really look at it. First, let's look at it from a real world perspective, like the employee slash employer relationship. If you have a job, you go to work and you get paid what they say the job is worth. Not what you are worth, but compensation for your time or your output, right? An energy exchange for what you put into the organization, whether it's services, time, or even a commission of sales. Fair enough. That's business. It's contractual, worldly, unknown. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you get docked pay or a bad evaluation or your commissions are lower. Let's say you're an entrepreneur You aren't putting out quality marketing or valuable content in today's world, and so people aren't coming to you looking for your goods or services. Let's say you're doing moderately well, but you have a belief or a doubt that you're valuable or good. 
remember what we see is reflected back to us. The law of vibration, we vibe at a certain level and our actions we take have a result from the vibe we're operating at and the correspondence of our outer world reflects our inner world. So you believe you're good and loved and all is well. And so it happens that everything is going well for you and you're rewarded well and good in sustainable and supportive ways. But let's say the opposite. Let's say that you've had negative events happen in your life that you have not had the proper healing or put into perspective and you see yourself as less than, not deserving of love or mercy, and you have an air of bitterness or rage, a chip on your shoulder toward anyone who wants to approach you with something to offer. According to the law of divine compensation, it's based on love and can be deactivated by a negative view of self, anger, guilt, and judgment. Our spiritual task in life, according to Williamson, is to overcome the ego mind of fear. One of the keys to dispelling anxieties about money is to see our work as the hub of our spiritual life. Each day we face a new assignment that stretches our positivity and our being of service to God and others. One of the key principles of Reiki is to be honest and be devoted in your work. And this is something that we recite every single day. But what does it mean to be deactivated, the law of divine compensation? It means that if you're judging yourself as bad, if you're angry or holding a grudge or spending a significant portion of your energy locked up in holding yourself hostage to a negative self-concept, like, I can't believe I did that. Or who am I to think that I can do what she's doing? I'm just a nobody. No one wants to hear what I have to say. Your fear will block your abundance. Your ego mind will stop you from taking aligned actions, going after the things, and meeting the people divinely appointed to help you to activate your wealth muscle. You'll spin out into thoughts of unworthiness, feeling like you don't deserve to receive things right in front of you, and you can't stop thinking about how you will lose the little bit that you have rather than seeing what you have to gain from the experience itself. It's story time. Are you ready for story time? I think it's always easier to relate to reality. And since this podcast is all about getting over imposter syndrome, I like to share real life with you and how I've overcome my own nonsense, getting out of my own way to create the life I want. And I think this will help you. Back when I was in a toxic marriage, I was hanging on for dear life because I was stuck in ego, fear, and shame about what was going on in my life. I didn't want to admit that I was a failure. Bear with me. I hadn't yet realized that no one in life is really a failure. They just make misaligned choices. So I was sinking, sinking, sinking into a depressed reality And one day I even told my then husband that I was having an existential crisis. He just looked at me and then walked out of our bedroom. I now know that one in 10 people do not have the ability to feel empathy. So there's not a doubt in my mind that he simply was unable to put himself into my position. And he was just a very selfish person. But I had been seeing the writing on the wall for years having been raised a Catholic and already divorced once, I was determined to make this work. 
even though my actions were not fully aligned with that outcome, I was in counseling, but my heart wasn't in it for success. I knew in my soul that this wasn't my lifelong mate. But once I realized and released any and all expectations from him, like not depending on him for validation, for love, for financial concerns, for anything, and seeing myself as worthy of being loved, being respected, having a larger contribution to the world than just playing to his ego, things began to shift in my reality. I left, and then things swirled quickly out of my hands. I ended up calling into my life the people who have true empathy, who have the gift of healing, who are spiritually nurturing and nurtured. I opened myself up to receiving more compensation by a dramatically larger amount and did call in my true soul's mate. Someone who loves me unconditionally, whether I'm feeling whiny, bloaty, shiny, or floaty. I let go of all my worldly possessions and the universe turned around and gave me more. I began to learn Reiki, spiritual practice, rituals, reconnect with the Akashic realm, and more. I began to give away sessions to train people, to help people with coaching and lift them up, inspire hope and mentor men and women to be the best version of themselves that they could be. I started writing again. I began my business and I poured out my savings into investing what I could for coaching, for courses, and more. I developed and gave, developed and gave. And here we are five years later, and I'm a good deal wiser. I have a deeper understanding of how people work and what people need. I know that the majority of people have a sense of not knowing how worthy of love they inherently are by divine birthright. They don't truly understand how powerful they are when they open up to receiving love and abundance and how important connection is for everyone. Understanding this divine law of compensation helps with that. I also understand that my family of origin played a huge role in keeping me playing small, in keeping me in fear, in holding myself back from showing up at the highest level on social media, in my writing, and even on this podcast. Our tribal brains, the reptilian brain, has one job. Keep us safe. At all expense, just keep us fed, warm, and sheltered. At any expense. And because we used to be such a tribal society, if we were kicked out of the tribe, we would be left out of shelter, food, and safety. So naturally, when people feel hurt, They want to hurt us where it really hurts, in the most primitive of areas, and we react. But divinity being what it is, will realign, readjust, when we can settle into the second component of the brain, the limbic or mammalian brain that controls our hormone levels, regulates our nervous system, and allows us to see the world around us from a new perspective. If we can get these two parts of the inner mind to relax, We can begin the healing process and the universe will take care of the rest. It doesn't even take conscious thought, which is what happens in the neocortex and prefrontal cortex parts of the brain. 
So if you, like me, are in a toxic situation where you don't feel safe, if you grew up like that and you feel like that's just the vibration you're used to, you'll go into patterns that match what you're used to, the law of action, and until you make a conscious choice to notice the correspondence between your outer world and the inner world and start making changes for the better, you can get stuck in the same habit of actions run by patterns of thoughts that are generated by emotions that were imprinted by your upbringing. But how does one go about changing if all this is ingrained in our subconscious mind long before they have the opportunity to decide for ourselves? Well, it's divinity, it's compensation, it's an alignment with love, and it's perfectly natural. We're all born into this world as pure beings of light, spiritual light source manifesting itself into physical form, right? Okay. So I get it. That's a stretch if you don't have my knowledge. How can you have my knowledge? Divine oneness? (laughs) Okay. For the sake of this podcast, I'll just give it to you. Matter is comprised of cellular structure and cellular structure is just atomic matter moving around in molecules. And then atomic matter is actually energetic vibration and the movement of the components of atomic structure. (laughs) Science-y. <laughs> so I'll link up in the show notes, Khan Academy, where this really explains it. But the four elements common to all living organisms are oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen, which together make up like 96% of the human body. Basically, once you have these four components, they're electrified by protons, neutrons, and electrons there. And most of the atom volume is empty space. So if most of us is just empty space and like light, then why don't we just pass through one another, right? We're not actually solid, but the negatively charged electron clouds of the atoms repel each other if they get too close together. So we actually just have a perception of solidity. So if we're just charged up space of hydrogen and all of those other components moving around, how do we charge up that space to get going, moving in the right direction? What creates reality? How does our reality shift? What the hell? Did I just blow your mind right now? (laughs) So you're doing your best to be a good person, to do all the right things, to work hard, be kind, rewind. Okay, youngsters are going to have to Google that. I get it. But you want to have the best life ever. Give your best ever. Go out there and do things that make others feel good. And it shall be returned to you. One of my favorite stories is the one about the teacher with the balloons and a school full of students in the hallway. He has each student write their name on a balloon and throw them out there to fill up the hallway and get them all mixed up. Then he has them in an organized chaos, which is probably just absolutely nuts, search for their balloon and for, he gives them like a certain amount of time, like 10 minutes, but nobody was successful. When they each tried to look for their balloon, they couldn't find it, but he had them go ahead and stop what they're doing and then each take the first balloon that they saw and gave it to the person that it belonged to, the hallway was clear of balloons and each got theirs within minutes. The lesson of this story 
If you go throughout life seeking your own happiness, it will elude you. But if you move through life in the pursuit of providing happiness to others, you will absolutely and easily succeed. For me, when I let go of my selfishness, my fears, and what would happen to me when I dissolved my unhappy marriage, I was instantly elated, lighter, and happier. I quit caring about myself and gave my life entirely over to God. I was like an infant again in my trust in creator, and my energy was lighter than a feather. People around me knew that I was cheerful and pretty happy before, but I had a colleague who was pretty particularly unhappy. She asked me if I was on drugs. I was that happy. I had off days before, of course, and times when I could be downright snippy when my then-husband would be a total jerk, but after I released the negative story, I was so happy the opportunity found me, and I found a fantastic job at paying like almost double at half the hours I had been putting in. I was able to volunteer and do things that I enjoyed rather than work for a narcissist who treated people like commodities and be around all that nonsense. It was a complete paradigm shift from over drinking, overworking, over worrying to worship, worthiness, and trusting in the process. Again, quoting from Marianne's book, mistakes and wrong turns need not throw us off. The capacity for correction is built into the universe just as it is into the workings of a GPS. If you've programmed an address into your GPS, but then take a different turn than it recommends, the GPS automatically creates a new route, and so does the universe. Perhaps you thought you'd get to where you wanted to be financially through achieving a certain credential, doing a particular job, or making a particular investment. But then something happened, the economy worsened, you made a mistake, or someone else did. The law of divine compensation gives us the assurance that the universe will simply create a new route. What is lacking shall become abundant, and what is wounded shall be healed. From, quote, out of the blue, or miracle-mindedness, miracles will flow forth naturally. Why? Because perfection is your eternal home to which the universe is programmed to return you whenever you have deviated, for whatever reason, from the thoughts that get and keep you there. That is how loved you are. Sure, I messed up over the course of my life. I still mess up. I'm human. It's glorious to let go of perfection and embrace what is. Sometimes the greatest accidents of all time show us what we need to know. They can be the red flags that we're doing it wrong or the contrast we need in order to make radical shifts in our lives. It's okay to not know everything. Like I was telling my now husband, whom I adore and who adores me the other night, wouldn't it have been so boring if 10 years ago we had known all of this would happen? Like, would you have just gone through the motions in your life until you got to the right here, right now, walking and watching the sunset and goofing off? I guess, he said, as he often does when I get all weird and philosophical. I suppose not knowing is a good thing, but that's the design of it. And also, where humans want that sort of reassurance and knowing too, that's the hard part, he said. Just not knowing? I clarified. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes, but I see what you're saying, he said. Can you imagine what we'll be doing 10 years from now then? Like what's possible? Or should we just be quiet and enjoy the heck out of this moment because it's here? I asked. I get pretty hyper and goofy when I'm with him, like in this sort of goofy girlfriend puppy zone when we're walking. Yeah, he said, and so we did. So what can you do today to recognize that although there are trials, tribulations, setbacks, and things we don't understand, what can you do to know that everything will be all right since the universe is set up to work for us? How can you transform your pain to power? Integrate your sorrow into something greater than a stumbling block. Again, just appreciate the moments that you have right now as they are. You will never get them back again. Even in the most challenging of times, I look for the present and the present moment. What am I learning about myself, about others, about what I would do more or less of? How will this event shape my perception of myself, the world, or others? What am I missing? Am I looking at it from an all-or-nothing perspective? Do I see the universe as out to get me? Or can I challenge that with noticing the universe is always working out for my greatest good? That even though it seems scary and dire now, the universe will always find a way to align for my best material and love receiving because I'm aligned with love. Once I realize that even though death is scary, none of us gets out alive, divorce is painful, I may have had a broken picker because of my role models, Betrayal stings. It's part of learning discernment. Abandonment feels like I'm going to die. That pesky reptilian brain. I apply this principle. The universe is always conspiring for my greatest and highest good. When I realize that, I can see that death is liberation. I am not confined to a body in pain anymore and neither are my loved ones. That's amazing. Divorce is necessary when no more arguing or fighting for my needs to be met. I invite only those who are willing to advocate for me as I advocate for them. Loyalty is optional, not mandatory. I will never abandon myself. I know that I'll be okay and that I will thrive in even the most uncomfortable of situations. I may not get out of this life alive, but I can make an impact sharing wisdom, knowledge, awareness, and helping others to find happiness, lasting joy, and freedom to discover their best versions of themselves while I'm here. Life is really hard. It's full of ups and downs, twists and turns, and I know that. I've been through the ringer, but I'm a better person for it. I wouldn't trade my struggles for anyone else's, because it's made me into a strong coach, an empathetic healer, and a good soul who's divinely compensated beyond currency in this world. If you found yourself struggling to reach the point where you feel happy with the trajectory of your life, and you want to make and reach the goals that you know your soul has planned for you, let's set up a time to chat. I offer one-hour no-obligation consults to help you get clear get centered, and understand what's been holding you back from reaching your potential. 
You can set up an appointment via email at info at quantumhighways.com or by clicking the link down in the show notes. And if you want more spiritual support through reading, then please, by all means, grab the latest book out now, Lightworker to Light Warrior, also available through the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care. Take care.